Thank you for listening to the Pentecostals of West Houston podcast, where we are spirit-filled and spirit-led. Join us live at POWH.org. And the glory of the Lord can be felt in this room today. There's such a marvelous power and presence of the Lord that is here. Thank you, POWH praise singers, for the excellent job of leading us into the presence of the Lord. We want to thank all of you that are joining us right now by the way of live stream or Facebook Live. We regret that today we were not able to have our park and praise like we had intended to have, but due to the weather uh, that was um, pretty bad here several hours ago, we felt it best in the best interest of everybody uh, that we went ahead and went to a live stream broadcast on the inside today and we want to thank all of you that are tuning in for joining us today we are very excited about what the lord is doing in this hour in the midst of all this chaos and in the midst of all of the tumult that is going on in the world round right now there is a there is a definite surge of the power and the presence of god that is about to take place and as a man of God told me this, this past week, uh, he said, you're going to find it very much more uh, easier to apprehend and to get a hold of the presence of God uh, in the days to come. I believe that Jesus is that much closer to his church right now. And I believe that we are on the prefaces of the coming of the Lord. In fact, I want to I want to talk about that today, and uh, I want to take you, if you have your Bibles, to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to our church family. I look out across this congregation today, and I, I, uh, well, I say the congregation, I look out across these, these pews or these seats here in the auditorium, and uh, I am envisioning all the faces that I normally see here. And it saddens my heart in that fact right now that you're not able to be here today. But I do appreciate your, your faithful support of your church and also the fact that we are looking forward to the day that we all get to get back into this building and, and to worship the Lord uh, as a body, uh, as a group of believers uh, of the household of faith. And we're so excited about what God is doing. Again, I want to say that again. I'm excited about what God is doing in this world right now. There is something powerful that is looming on the horizon of the church, and I want to be a part of everything that God is doing for us in the last days. I'm looking at the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 with you today, And I want to read verse 1 through 3. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you know you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. Let's go back to the fourth chapter of this same book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse number 16. And I want to read verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which were alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Daniel says, the Old Testament prophet said in the 12th chapter of the book of Daniel, verse number one, there shall be a time of trouble. There shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. I want to simply ask you a question today. I want to pose an interrogatory to you. I want to ask you, where do you think you will be when the trumpet sounds? And that is not so much speaking, geographically speaking, but spiritually speaking. Where do you think you will be when the trumpet shall sound? God bless you. And if you have not been seated in your living room or wherever you're viewing this, you may be seated in the name of the Lord, and God bless you very much. I do believe that Jesus Christ could come at any moment. I believe that we are that close to his coming. I believe it is nigh. It's even at the door. And if you are not ready, if you have no plans to get ready for the rapture or the ecclesia or the catching away of the bride of Christ or the coming of the Lord, when the church goes up to meet the Lord in the air, then I want to tell you uh, today a little bit about what it is going to be like for those that are not with the bride of Christ when they leave this earth. If you have, and some perhaps have, um, made your mind up to live and continue living as things have always went and ignore God's warnings. That's what I believe is taking place right now. This is a, a precursor. This is, this is something that is the mercy, what I consider to be the mercy of God, that it leads men to repentance, and God is calling out to his people and telling them to get themselves ready and to help get others ready for his soon appearing. But some may choose to live the way that they've always lived and ignore God's warnings and uh, keep on rejecting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you really need to know if there is any hope for you after the rapture of the church. If you intend to listen perhaps to this broadcast today, to watch, uh, whether that be by odd pa uh, podcast or either by Facebook Live or live stream, ever how you are looking at this broadcast today, if you intend on viewing this, but you have no, no real uh, 
intuitive uh, response to God's Spirit in the way that you want to turn your life over to Him. You need to know where you're going to be at in standing with God. Some people have hardened their heart and have rejected the Holy Spirit so long that uh, they no longer feel that, that tug. They no longer feel that, that unction. They need to know what is their hope after the rapture of the church. I'm not sure if perhaps there is, but just in case there is a smidgen of hope, I would not take any chance of being saved another day, some other time. I would do that right now. I, I would not go another moment without the Lord Jesus Christ being my Lord and Savior, my Master, my King. I just would not put that away. Jeremiah came along in the 12th chapter and spoke something very powerfully. Verse number five, he said, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? He's saying, if you cannot walk with the man that is walking, how could you possibly keep up with those that are on horseback? How could you keep up with the fast track? He said, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, how canst thou contend with horses? And in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee. Then how wilt thou dwell or do in the swelling of the Jordan? So in other words, let, let me break this down this afternoon just a little bit. He said, if you will not be saved, and you will not serve God and live for God in the greatest hour that the church has ever known when now all you have to do is just simply repent, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, turn your life over to Him and allow Him to wash your sins away. Be filled with His Spirit, have a born-again experience of water and spirit folks if you cannot do that little bitty act now then what makes anyone think that they would do that in the tribulation period when you have that kind of opportunity laying at your disposal right now see what a lot of people do not understand is they think well Give me that gleam of hope. If you think there is a smidgen of hope, I want to hear about it because right now I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not prepared. Right now I'm just wanting to do things like I've always done it. Let me tell you what the Bible says about this, and I want to stay in this Bible today. I, I want to stay in the Word of God. The Bible said that the rapture of the church, the catching away of the bride of Christ is going to happen like a thief in the night. And when that thief comes, he gets things quickly. And sometimes it's not even recognized that those things are gone 
or they're missing until some time afterward and then all of a sudden people began to look around and say, hey, that's not here and this is not here and this is not here. People, I, I do believe that that's the way that it's going to happen with the catching away of the bride of Christ and let me explain that and just lay out what I feel on my heart and unburden my soul today and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. But I, I believe that's the way that it's going to be with the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ with this liberal news media that we have today when the rapture does take place and so many are missing they will try to explain it away in some way, some form, some fashion, as to cover up what has happened to all of these masses of people that have gone missing. People will continue to go on living as if nothing ever happened, and yet the greatest event of all of human history has taken place. Now, if you do miss the rapture, I want to let you know as a concerned pastor that some things are going to take place after the rapture takes place. After the catching away of the bride of Christ, when the spirit of the Antichrist has been turned loose on planet earth, Paul declared in Thessalonians, I read it to you this past Wednesday night, we know what's withholding him, speaking of the Antichrist. We know what's withholding him, and that is the Spirit of God that dwells inside of the church. But once the Spirit of God is removed and the Antichrist is given free reign, then there is going to come on this earth such tribulation like this world has never experienced ever before. During this tribulation when judgment is going to be poured out on this world in indescribable measure like it has never seen or ever heard of before. I do pray today and I did earnestly seek the Lord this morning. I looked out my, my kitchen window this morning and I, I, I began to talk to the Lord and I said some way, somehow Lord, get a hold of people's hearts that are tuning in to this broadcast. And I want to thank those somewhere close to 4,000 of you viewed into last week's Easter outdoor service that we had in our park and praise. And I, I commend you and I thank you for that. And I only hope that I have an audience that is listening today of such numbers and there are people that will allow this message and I ask God to let this get down into the very fiber of people's spirits today that they can feel the current of your spirit moving through them. Because it's during the tribulation period right after the rapture has taken place. Listen to me because we are in the midst of a pandemic right now that's a worldwide pandemic that has never taken place 184 now nations according to our president this past week have been affected by the COVID-19 virus 
This is something of epic proportions like we have never, ever seen before. But can I tell you, I still believe that this is a precursor to what is going to take place. Because right after the rapture of the church takes place, the Bible lets us know through the word of God that some type of influenza or some type of virus, some type of pestilence will break out and it will knock out almost 50% of the world's population. It's going to happen. It lets us know that hailstones and the hail was falling this morning right here in this area. Some reported hail the size of quarters that was falling down, but it's going to be during that period of time, it will not be falling in the size of quarters, but the Bible said it's going to be falling in boulder-type hail balls that are going to be coming down over 100 pounds in weight, enough to go through the roof of a home. That's the kind of hail that is going to come down. Can you imagine the weatherman's report Instead of reporting hail the size of golf balls or hail the size of quarters, he's saying that there is hail that is falling down that is over 100 pounds in weight. It's a time of immense destruction and trouble like the world has never known before. You could be wiped out. You could not make it. You might not make it before you ever have a chance or a choice of a smidgen of hope of salvation in that day. Because in Matthew chapter 24, the Bible speaks very, very strongly. Not particularly that 24th chapter, but it does speak in the book of Matthew. The 24th chapter is where we're at, located biblically. But in the 24th chapter, it speaks very strongly about 10 virgins that had oil in their lamps. Five of those, mind you, we're talking about the bride of Christ. We're talking about those that are ready for their groom to come. And it said five of them let their oil go out. Oil is always symbolic of the Spirit of God. Something happened. I don't know what happened. It leaked out. It escaped some way from the vessel. But when it came time for their lamp to burn, there was no oil in their lamp to burn. And when the bridegroom came, they were left behind. So I ask this congregation today that is watching, I'm asking you the question today, where will you be? when the rapture of the church takes place. Do you have oil in your lamp? Do you have oil in your heart? Do you have oil in your spirit? Do you have oil in your life? Are you burning brightly? Are you really on fire for God? Or is this just something that is just an ongoing process with you? and things continue as they always have continue? Or would you rather be in that group that is left behind? The Bible speaks of two 
that would be grinding at the mill. The one would be taken and the other left. Two would be in the field. The one would be taken, the other left. Two would be in bed. One would be taken, the other left. And if you could say it in 2020 vernacular today, it would be two would be driving down the highway. One would be taken when the trumpet sounds, the car will wreck, and the other one would be lost without God. There will be car wrecks, there will be train wrecks, there will be motorcycle wrecks. Sirens and horns will be going and blasting. Ambulances will be going in all directions because of the fatalities that will be occurring. You say, what do I do, pastor? What would I do when that takes place if I miss the rapture of the church, if I miss the most important event of all of the ages? The first thing that I want to tell you to do, and listen to me, please do not panic. The best thing to do is not to panic. Don't get so uh, worked up to the point that you want to even consider taking your life. But there is a faint hope. Whatever you have to do to get right with God, you need to get right with God for that dispensation. Whatever you have to do to make it in that dispensation because that's the end of the grace dispensation. So whatever you have to do for the kingdom dispensation, you need to get yourself ready and you better do it because time is going to be very, very short from the time that the rapture takes place until the tribulation begins to fall. You will not have time to procrastinate as you do now. There are going to be great changes that are going to come to this earth and they're going to come very rapidly. Just like you have seen things occur over the past few weeks happen very rapidly. So many industries from a booming, thriving economy never like it in the history of this country. Just in a matter of weeks, we have been brought to our knees Many industries have shut down completely. People are not able to go to work. People are contained inside of their houses. How did all of that happen in just a few short weeks? Even our president said it this past or this past week. He said, I, if you would have told me several months ago that this was going to happen, I would have told you, you are not correct. That would not happen like that. But it did happen. And it's going to happen exactly like the Bible said it's going to happen. So that's why I will tell you, you do not have time to procrastinate as so many are doing right now. There's going to be quick changes that are going to be coming to this earth. And they're going to be coming very quickly. In fact, Revelation tells of 144,000 Israelis that are going to be spared by Almighty God who become flaming evangelists. So you might be able to hear one of these Jewish evangelists after the rapture takes place if you will not hear me today, this Gentile preacher on this Sunday afternoon. He was coming to you in love, coming to you with compassion, coming to you with a burden for my soul. If you will not hear this Gentile preacher 
I doubt very seriously that you will hear any Jewish evangelist preach a message for that generation. The third thing that I would warn you to do is get a hold of a Bible. If you do not have your Bible, get you one right now. Secure it. Hide it. Hide it in a special place because I believe this with all of my heart. Bibles will be confiscated. The devil's crowd will be turned loose and the first thing that they will do, they'll try to round up all of the Bible. So hide your Bible in a safe place and do your best to read it. Read it every day, even if you're tortured for it, read it because if you are found reading your Bible, you will be tortured for that. And let me tell you what you had better read. You need to read the book of Daniel. You need to read it thoroughly. You need to read the book of Ezekiel. You need to read it thoroughly. You need to read the book of Revelation. And you need to read it thoroughly. And you need to read Jesus' Olivet Discourse on the 24th chapter of Matthew. Read that where he tells in no uncertain terms about the, the end of time. And you better plead with God to help you to have understanding of what you're reading. I'm saying to you to do what you should have done before the rapture took place. Before the bride was taken out of here. I'm trying to help somebody today in case you do miss the rapture of the church. The fourth thing is what you should be doing now. You better pray. Pray, pray, oh God, pray, because you can still pray, you can still cry after the rapture takes place. I have scripture for that. There's going to be those that are going to be praying, but they're not going to be praying prayers that are directed toward getting right with God. They're going to be wagging their hands in the air at him and cursing him. They're going to be begging for the rocks to fall in on him. And I'm telling you that have procrastinated, those that have procrastinated, let me give you some, some instruction here this afternoon. God, if there's any way or any plan that I can be saved, I want to be saved. Let me tell you, if we're able to reassemble again, church houses will be filled but they will not be for long because churches will be closed. This is one of the most likely places that will be turned into some kind of warehouse or office spaces. So if you miss the rapture, you, you may have to go it alone. You may have to do it on your own. That's why I'm telling you, get yourself prepared now. If you don't plan on making the rapture of the church, start preparing now. There will be no place to come and hear singing like you just heard just a moment ago. There will be no place to come and hear preaching like you're hearing right now. There will be no place to assemble together with believers to worship God. All of that will be taken away. That's why I'm saying buy all of the digital formats that you could possibly buy. I don't care if you have to revert back to cassette tapes. I don't care if you have to revert back to CDs. 
I don't care if you have to revert back to DVDs, whatever you have to do to get any kind of preaching tapes, especially on the coming of the Lord, so you could understand what all is about to take place if they're getting ready to place a world leader at the head of everything. And they're getting ready to have the beast and they will have that number 666. I, I will tell you now, if you do not take that mark, you plan on having a smidgen of a chance to be saved. You better plan on not taking that mark. Do whatever you have to do. Watch your children suffer. Watch your children do without. I don't know. It sounds heartless. It sounds cruel. It sounds inhumane. And it is. But I'm telling you the only hope that we have if we miss the rapture of the church. So that's why I'm saying now, why would anybody procrastinate? Why would anybody put this off to a later date sometime? Do your due diligence now. Work your own salvation out now with fear and with trembling. That mighty beast will do signs and wonders, but he is a false prophet and he will want you to join up with his church. So you better buy this format today. Record it somehow or another. Put it away. Play it over and over and over again in case you miss the rapture of the church. There is going to be a false prophet that can handle any kind of miracles. He will be able to smite sicknesses. Listen to what I'm telling you. The false prophet will be able to smite sicknesses, influences, pandemics, cause those things to end. He is going to be a false prophet who has been given power by Satan himself. Then there will be an antichrist, an antichrist, Satan incarnate in flesh. If you do take his mark and follow him, you will be doomed and damned forever. You have already been raptured. Listen to family and friends, let me say, that have already been raptured but you have been left behind. Have you ever thought about that? You need to give it consideration today <clears throat> because when the rapture takes place, families are going to be split. Daddies are going to be left. Mothers are going to go. Mothers are going to be left. Daddies are going to go. Children are going to go. Parents are going to be left. Parents are going to be gone. Children are going to be left. Do you understand that the rapture is going to be a time of separation for so many families? You better gather all that you can gather. Get all of your materials together. Get yourself some Bible study charts. Get your Bible. Hide it. Because, friend, there is a time of trouble coming on this world like the world has never, ever seen before. If you miss the rapture, be ready for the beast of revelation. I am also 100% convinced in my own theological thinking that there will be a third world war that will break out. And this is not the battle of Armageddon. This is not during the great tribulation period, but there will be a third world war that is going to break out worldwide 
You better get yourself prepared for that. I have no guarantee, you have no guarantee that the church is going to be here. We're going to be taken out of this world. That's my own personal conviction about that. I believe that there's going to come out of the European common market. I believe that there will be a world preeminence according to the scripture that will make an alliance with Israel in the first half of the tribulation and the world peace order will be his agenda. Do you understand that we are set up in the Middle East for false peace accords to be struck this coming September not too many months down the road, there will be another meeting of the League of Nations and they're going to meet together and they're going to talk about some of these things for peace, peace, peace. And then the Bible said that there will break out sudden destruction. You know what's amazing? You already have the ten toes in Daniel's ten-toed kingdom in place with the European common market in the ten-toed kingdom. The ten-toed kingdom of which the Antichrist will come is already in place. The Antichrist will be young. He will be handsome. He will be well gifted with swelling words about world peace. And I'm telling you, as I did Wednesday night, he's going to have all of the answers for the economic dilemma that this world is in right now. He's going to have all of the answers to all of the crises of wars and rumors of wars. I'm telling you that the world is ready for such a man right now. But do not be deceived by this man. He is the Antichrist. He's lining you up to seal your doom. So if you miss the rapture, be careful and be aware and make sure you understand chapters in the Bible such as Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 8, Daniel chapter 11, that tells you all about the Antichrist. Make sure you understand chapters in the Bible like the book of Revelation, chapter 13, chapter 14, chapter 17. It will tell you to watch and what to watch for. So if you miss the rapture, do not bow to his scheme. He is the Antichrist. And if you bow, you will seal your fate and you will be forever doomed, and that will be your portion. In the midst of this tribulation period, the Antichrist will place an image in the temple at Jerusalem, and it will be such a magnificent thing according to Revelation chapter 13 and 15 that the image, listen to this, you never thought 25 years ago that this would be possible. But you read that 13th and that 15th chapter of Revelation, the image will have the ability to speak. That image will be on worldwide internet. It will be on worldwide television that's coming across people's screens. Do you understand that all of this technology was not just for our convenience, but all of this technology was to fulfill what the Bible prophesied was going to take place. All of that is to prepare. You read that 11th chapter of Revelation when two men emerge in the spirit of Elijah, in the spirit of Moses, and they come in the streets and the Antichrist, they will preach in the streets 
in Israel and the Antichrist will have them killed. He will have them murdered and they will lay in the streets there and yet the Spirit of God will come on the scene and the Spirit of God will resurrect them and bring them back to life. And then the Bible said that all of the world will watch this and look on with amazement as they rise back up after preaching and being killed and they rise back up and start preaching again. How could that be possible? 25 years ago. It's very easy to understand with all of the modern technology that we have with the internet how that's a possible thing for the world at one time to review a view this while this is take, taking place. Television and satellite imagery is so that every knee will have the opportunity to bow down to that beast which will be projected from Jerusalem. And everyone that does not bow down to him will suffer and starve and be put to death. If you miss the rapture of the church, please listen to me when I tell you, don't worship that beast. Whatever you have to do, don't worship that beast. You can only die once, so don't give in to that beast. You say, what am I going to do? When my children are wanting food, that's the question that you need to be asking yourself now. What am I going to do, pastor, when they want to scan my hand for that microchip that has been put in, in there or, or scan my forehead for that microchip so that I can buy and sell and trade and do commerce and, and, and have all of my information in there so that I can travel, so that I can do the things that every other person in the world does. How am I gonna be able to do that without that mark? You won't be able to do it without the mark. That's the problem, that's what I'm talking about. But don't you dare take that number. Let them go ahead and cut your head off. That's your only hope. Do you think you, you're going to do that. You need to ask yourself that question. Do you think you really will do that? If you're having a hard time now, living for God, serving God, committing your life to God, what makes you think that you would lay your head down on a chopping block? When all of that could be avoided, Every bit of that could be avoided by somebody just hollering across the airways to me right now. Maybe I'll, I'll pick it up in the spirit. Maybe one of our, 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 our men that are going to be taking calls at the end of this message will pick it up in your spirit when you call in on that number. Maybe they'll feel your cry. Maybe they'll feel your soul reaching out to them. All of that could be avoided by somebody just saying, hold it, preacher, hold it there for just a minute. I, I want to get my heart right with God. I'm telling you that whatever you have to do, do not miss the rapture of the church. But if you miss the rapture, be prepared to suffer because that's exactly what you'll have to do. If there's a remote chance that you're going to be saved, you're going to have to suffer for it. Look at your wife, look at your children, look at your husband, look at your mother, look at your father because they're going to place everything in front of you that they can get in front of you to conform you to the image. 
I wish I could tell you that there was an easier way. I wish I could tell you there's a different way, but I'm trying to stay in this Bible today. And if you will not listen to the Bible, who are you going to listen to? He's already been through your suffering and had hell rain on him. Talked about it just this past, a week ago, Friday. He's already went through hell, crucified and beaten, a crown of thorns placed into his cranium. He had to go through that situation so that all you have to do is commit your life to him. Be ready, be ready, be ready for a famine. Be ready for a lack. Be ready for a lack of water. Be ready for a lack of food. A famine such as the Bible said that grain will be worth more than gold. Grain will be worth more than gold. Another piece of advice, get out of the city. Because the warheads of this world are going to be aimed at strategic cities. All of Armageddon will not be fought at Megiddo, the battle of Jehoshaphat, the battle of Armageddon. Will not all be fought in that valley, but it's going to be a worldwide nuclear war. Get out of that city. It's going to melt down from a nuclear holocaust. Can you just think with me for just a moment? Can you let your mind think with me for just a moment? If your companion messed some up with someone, perhaps your companion made a mistake and had an affair with somebody, the rage that would be in that spouse for the betrayal. They would want to do something to that individual Somehow or another, they would want recompense for what had happened to them, the way that they had been rejected, the way that they had been betrayed. That's called rejected love, and God said he loved us much stronger than that, that our love makes his love look like hate. For God so loved the world. Agape, not filio, but agape. He loved us so much that he gave. What did he give? He gave his life's blood. He suffered like no other human being has ever suffered before so that you and I would not have to go through the horrors of hell. Can you imagine what is going to happen when his bride or his people turn and commit adultery on him? Can you imagine what kind of judgment is going to be on that people? His judgment is just going to be as pure as his love. Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless, how strong. We sing that old song. But do we understand that the judgments of God are going to be as strong and as true and as pure as his love is? 
demon powers are going to be loosed on this earth like you've never dreamt of to torment people both day and night. Listen to the Bible speak to you in Revelation 9 and 3. Speaks of locusts that look like scorpions that are set to sting men and women and it is ordered not to touch the trees or the grass and not to kill anybody, but just sting them with a poisonous sting. Just let hurt and suffering come to them, but don't kill them. Demon possessions, cults, people running wild in perversion, all kinds of perverse things. Don't, don't give over to the devil's lifestyle. Just be prepared for the suffering when it, whatever it costs. But no one listening to this today can imagine what it's going to be like when the devil has free reigns and demons and hordes of hell are loosed on this earth. The next one, be prepared to suffer and to die because you will if you intend on continuing rejecting the gospel. You are to be thankful today, not mad at me today, not turning that off and saying, you know what, I want to tune to another broadcast where somebody's telling me something positive. You, this is positive what I'm telling you today. You ought to be thankful that someone is telling you the truth of what's going to happen and what's in the future and exactly what the Bible said is laying out. I want to know what's going on right now and what's going to happen in the future so I can make myself prepared and ready for that great day of the Lord. I do not want to miss the rapture of the church. This is Bible doctrine, not Pentecostal doctrine. This is Bible doctrine that I'm giving you today. Hell is a prepared place. I know that's not popular. I know that the majority of Christendom today does not talk about what I'm talking about right now. But you're listening to one preacher that's going to preach what the Bible says I need to preach. Because Ezekiel said, my hands are going to have blood dripping from them if I do not tell it. And we do not well if we do not tell. If Almighty God prepared everything else that we have in this world that's great and it's good, and you listen to me, he has prepared a place for those that have made up their mind. They're not going to be a part of him. Initially, hell was not designed for a human being. It was designed for the devil and his angels. And contrary to what some people are thinking, the devil has never even seen the lake of fire. It's a place that is in reserve. But if Almighty God prepared that place for the devil and his angels, and he was angry at the devil when he did that, but then the prophet in the Old Testament come back and said, Hell hath enlarged itself beyond its borders. 
It's in a building program. It's in an expansion program. And it's opening itself up to those that have made their mind up. They're not going to serve Jesus Christ. If you cannot stand for God now in this greatest hour, in one of the greatest hours that the church has ever seen before, you say, are you kidding, Pastor? In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all of these, this dying that's taking place and these people that are sick right now, yes, because we will come out of this. And when we come out of this, you hear what I'm telling you, hearts are going to be prepared. Hearts are going to be ready. People are going to be ready to get their life right with God. And we're going to experience a quick work, a quick work, not a slow work, but a quick work of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to see a worldwide revival that's going to break out, that's going to shake this world from circumference from one end to the other. But if you cannot repent now, you cannot get right with God now. If you're of the temperament, I'm just teeter-tottering all the time. There's no way you're going to go through the revelation tribulation. Some, not all, but some. I've spent time telling you what to do. But I'm going to tell you now what you're not going to do. If there is a smidgen of hope, theologians have argued at this point, but if there is a smidgen of hope, and you're not going to do it because you have made up your mind and you're set in your ways now. You don't have the will to step up and live for him now. I feel like screaming it out right now. I really do. I feel like screaming it out right now. Maybe I need to back up a little bit from the microphone, screaming out a little bit right now. My God! Why can't people live for God now? Why can't they serve God now? Don't you understand that you have a preacher that's not worried about a paycheck that's talking to you today? That's really concerned about people's eternal souls that are going to live on and on and on and on somewhere. And if you're not going to do it now, you will not do it then. Countdown has begun. Countdown has begun. And Jesus could come at any time. Let there be light. 
And where will you be when the trumpet sounds? My only regret today is that I'm not able to personally get to some of you. I wish I could be there in your living room with you right now, kneeling down beside you in your living room praying with you, but that's not possible. But we have done the next best thing that we could possibly do to the best of our knowledge. We have offered up an app that you can go to on Zoom. That's up on the screen there. It has the meeting ID, the password. We encourage you to please, please, if you have considered giving your life to God, and you have considered the fact that you are tired of the way things have been going in your life, but you're ready to make a directional change. I have a group of ministers that are sitting by on standby right now to pray with you over the phone, and they will be able to see you on the screen. You will be able to see them. And they've sincerely prayed this week. We have talked about this on our, our little thread that we have going. We've talked about this item that we're dealing with today of people getting their self right with God. And our ministers have been praying for this moment. We have been excited about this moment. We're prepared, we're prepared for people that make up in their mind they want to be baptized in Jesus' name. We will make room, we'll make ways to make that come to pass. If you never joined the Pentecostal church, being baptized in Jesus' name does not make you a member of the Pentecostal church, but it does get you in the bride of Christ. It will get your sins remitted. It will put you on the right track with God. Maybe it's a prayer of repentance that you need to pray right now and have the blood reapplied to some wayward person that has walked away from God that's ready to come back. Or perhaps it's somebody that has never experienced this marvelous gift that God went all the way to Calvary to provide for you in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But make no doubt about it. Jesus said in John 3 and 5 that every man, every man, every man, that's women, that's not gender talking about there, but that's every human being. Every man must be born again of the water and the spirit if he expects to see the kingdom of God. You must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must, it's imperative that you have faith. Faith for what? Faith to believe now. Now faith is. To believe that God now is going to fill you with his marvelous spirit. The moment that you surrender your life to him, you vacate the premises of all of the old sins you cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ. You empty the tabernacle out and you ask God to fill it up. He went all the way to Calvary to provide that gift for me, you and for me.
He said in the seventh chapter of John, verse 37 through 39, if you believe on me as the scripture hath said, then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit which was not yet given because he was not yet glorified. But when he was glorified, he ascended on high. He told them to go back to the upper room and wait until they be endued with power from on high. And I'm telling you, that power that fell on them in the second chapter of the book of Acts is still falling on people today. Get baptized the only way that any in the New Testament church was ever baptized. You read about that Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 12, Acts 16, Acts 19. Read about that and see the biblical, the biblical diary that is laid out in progression that went on for 80 plus years. And it's the only way anybody was baptized because Acts 4 and 12 said there's no salvation in any other name. The only saving name given among men is the name of Jesus Christ. You have to have that name applied. Jesus went into the temple on the eighth day. On the eighth day, he was named. But on the eighth day, he was also circumcised. The blood is circumcision. The name was given to him on the same day. Blood is applied when you call upon the name of Jesus Christ. It will eradicate all of your sins. We're ready for you to call in today. You see the meeting ID number download the app go to www.zoom.com get the meeting id number take a screenshot of it right now the password is listed on there get it on that get in a conversation with one of our ministry team and i promise you we'll help you lead you to the mercy seat of jesus christ today today is the day for your salvation don't put it off anymore don't delay anymore Jesus is coming back every sign in the world is pointing toward it he's coming back and he's coming soon I'm gonna ask him to sing a song of invitation and while they're singing that you can be you can be making those arrangements to go to that app, download that app, take a screenshot of that meeting ID, and we'll be on that line for, for, for quite some time. You can call in, but I want to hear the reports come in today from our staff. This one gave their life to God. This one gave their life to God. God did something for this one today. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. Father. We thank you for the marvelous gift of your spirit that we have felt here today. I have felt the unction. I have felt the unction of the spirit. I have felt the prompting of the spirit. I felt the spirit this morning begin to flow like a current. And I believe it's flowing like a continuity right now through the airways and it's going into people's homes right now and people are receiving the engrafted word of God today whatever you have to do whatever you have to do to people today to put them in a position 
This is the way that I'm looking at it. Anything that takes me away from God and pushes me further away from God is a curse. Anything that draws me closer to Him is a blessing. And I've seen goodness, I've seen greatness come out of people in the past few weeks. Yes, there's people right now that have been put in positions right now and naturally speaking, our flesh doesn't understand a lot of things, but at the goodness, at the heart of people's core nature, there, there's something coming out of them. The goodness is coming out of people today. And I pray today that you will bless those that have heard the word today that you would fill them with your marvelous spirit and just like they did in the book of Acts when they received the Holy Ghost the evidence visible sign that they received it they heard them speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance and they began to magnify God that same experience that same spirit that quickened Christ from the dead is going it's going to quicken our mortal bodies from the dead that same spirit they can receive today. Don't let anybody get into their mind and tell them it was for the apostles only. We can explain that very easily today. The Holy Ghost is being poured out upon whoever wants to receive it today. And I don't want to fall short in any gift and especially the gift of salvation. So I pray today that you would take control from this moment forward. And into your hands, we commend all spirits today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. To find out more about our church, visit pow.org.